Episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. Hey, we got more fun stuff on the way. I'm hanging out back here in the international section right now because I've got two big segments for you this week. I'm trying out some new products. How are we doing today? Always my favorite part of the show. I'm like, come be on. If you're walking by, you don't have to just wave. You can come say hi to everyone. This week, I'm going to kick this off. I'm going to try out some international soda. We tried a few weeks back some drinks from Vietnam, but this time I've got some yuzu sodas I'm really excited to share with you. And then we're diving deep into Amish culture. You know, if you've come to Jungle Gyms before, you know we have a great, really extensive produce department, all kinds of stuff from our standard traditional produce to organic produce, or as a lot of you know, we also carry a lot of Amish grown stuff from local Amish families here in town. Uh, I'd say in town, in the state, we'll say is way more accurate. But I got to talk with one of their transport guys, and while we weren't allowed to run cameras on it, he was willing to let us in on all kinds of cool stuff. So let's not bury this any further. Let's dive in. If you all are out there, let's learn about some new soda in the store. And if there's something you want me to try, shoot me an email, podcast at junglegyms.com. Okay, let's find out what Yuzu soda tastes like. All right, I'm back again with some more new product I want you to try. I'm a beverage fan, and I found these over the last few weeks here on the show, and I know last time we did this, we talked about those uh, international produce-based fruit juices from Vietnam. Uh, and this time, I'm pretty excited about this. This is Japanese-inspired, but we started carrying this back there from this brand called Moshi. And they come in a bunch of flavors, but I am they're all yuzu-based. And yuzu is a uh, citrus fruit, kind of in the lemon-ish category. Uh, and if you're like me and the loved ones in my life, uh, we have taken a liking to these yuzu cakes we carry. I'll put those on the show soon too. But I saw these new drinks come in and I was really excited about it because these look, they are, well, they're definitely carbonated. I was curious about that with the last ones, but these are definitely carbonated. Really simple lineup on both of these. I'll show you all the video if you want to take a look at the bottles themselves. But they've got carbonated water, organic cane sugar, 100% yuzu juice, organic yuzu flavor. And then the second flavor here, I have one is the uh, sparkling yuzu original, and the other one is the white peach, as you can see. Uh, the only e extra thing here is that uh, the peach one gets some white peach juice concentrate. I love the labeling, Moshi. Pretty sure Moshi Moshi means hello in Japanese. Uh, we're learning slowly. I have a very wonderful teacher. <laughs> uh, she'll appreciate this. But no, um, going through this, I've been hot on this. And what I thought was interesting is if you look at it, there's like almost sort of some sediment and weirdness on there. And conveniently, as I was noticing this before I put it on camera, there's a little thing on the label here that says, don't worry, that's just natural yuzu oil on top. So I'm pretty excited about this. We're going to try both flavors. Um, oh, it looks like they're, are they both twist off? Yeah, they are twist off bottles. So let's go classic yuzu first. Get a little whiff. Smells familiar. So like to me, yuzu has like this combination. It's like the halfway point between lemon and orange flavor wise to me. And the smell here is almost like intense orange zest, which I am all about. I think we've kind of discovered that I love orange flavored things, like actual orange flavored things. Uh, again, I know I mentioned there, it's a little high in sugar, but it is, you know, just take it in moderation. So let's try this one first. Let's get some notes. Amazing. It's like a lemon orange soda. Oh my gosh, that's crazy delicious. 
distributed exclusively by Brooklyn Food and Beverage in Brooklyn, New York. Well, like most great things, they come from the East Coast. Me too. The problem with this segment is I always want to just drink the whole thing in front of you, but the truth is I either put some of it in the fridge if it's very, very sweet, uh, or I wait till the camera stops rolling and then I drink the rest of it. Highly recommend the original. And there is, by the way, if this is too sweet, they also have an unsweetened in the original, which sounded to me a little more in the like seltzer lane. But I was curious about the combo of the yuzu and the white peach. And again, like I said, there are other flavors out there. So come in and try them. And if you do, we can come toast bottles together. So you get a lot of the same smell on the uh, yuzu white peach one. Maybe a slight sweeter to the nose, but for the most part, I'm mostly getting the yuzu smell. So let's go with the peach. Let's see how that tastes. Oh, there's the peach. Huh. And that is, it says white peach juice concentrate. It tastes like real peach, not like candy peach, to be very clear. Wow. Ah, it's hard for me to pick which one is better. I love them both. Uh, you get, again, it's very strong on the yuzu flavor. You get that really intense citrus note. And then that kind of sweet peach, almost like floral. There's a slight floral thing in peach, right? Am I crazy? Um or at least that's the way I'm deciding to describe it. You get a slight note of that as you sip through it. So it kind of comes in on like the second half. I love when drinks and foods change as you're tasting them. It's really kind of fun. Yeah. And funny enough, uh, looking at the both bottles, they have the exact same sugar content. But in a weird way, I could be crazy, but... The peach actually tastes a little less sweet. Oh, here's one cute note on the side. To properly experience these beverages, you should know this. Yuzu is a prized citrus native to East Asia that's known for its incredible fragrance and aroma. Made with 100% yuzu juice straight from Kochi, Japan, this sweet and tart drink, this sweet and tart drink will surely delight your taste buds. Enjoy, and then it does recommend, you know, refrigerating it after opening and to swirl gently as I believe I did too. I actually, I, my move usually with any carbonated beverage like this, I also recommend it if you're like a sour smoothie style beer drinker. I usually just do a very slow turn upside down, let it sit for a minute that way and then turn back. That tends to do the job too. Swirling is probably fine. You can actually see, and again, if you are looking at the drink, it's hard to see here. Uh, and even if I close up, it's very hard to see. I mean, I really gotta get my face in there. You'll see some sediment in there, but that's just part of the uh, fruit that they're putting in there. It's actual natural yuzu. So good stuff. Uh, come in and try this Moshi Moshi Moshi. Uh, if you want to be friends, hit me up on social. This is delicious, and I would love to fill my fridge with it. Thanks. This is all of you have to watch me pitching brands now. All right. On to the next segment. Well, that was fun. Hey, listen, if there's a product in the store you want me to try, you let me know. Shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com or otherwise I'm going to keep exploring new things myself. So, hey, I wanted to give you all a heads up here. If you're listening to the audio only version of the show, very cool of you. Uh, if you're watching the video version of the show, I thought I would let you know. Just a quick heads up, uh, due to the nature of the Amish and Mennonite communities and uh, their belief system, there is no video on this segment of the show today. So you'll see our little trippy animation here for the first time in a while, uh, but I wanted to let you know if you're watching along. This is really cool. You don't get this kind of access normally. You can imagine... Uh, it was a cool opportunity for me, and thank you so much to AJ and Mark and Produce for making this happen. We do all kinds of cool stuff with Amish Produce here, and I thought it was interesting and a, a cool opportunity for me to peel back the curtain on that. So let's just move right into the studio now, audio-only style, with AJ and Mark from Produce, as well as our guy Elvin, 
who was transporting Amish produce for us. Well, everyone listening, this is a fun bit. So there's no video for this section today, although I probably will have uh, creative draw me a nice little photo of what I can re I'll do like a court reporting drawing. Of, <laughs> I'll be like, this is what it looked like. He was wearing a red shirt. Um, just so we have something on the YouTube side of things. But anyway, this is a really cool opportunity. So first off, uh, AJ, returning a friend of the show. Welcome, yes. AJ. Yep. That's it, just That's yes. It. No, I'm, I'm tired. Cool, thanks for your time. <laughs> awesome, and Mark, this is your first time joining us. First time, first So time. Uh, if you'd be so kind, what is your role here at Jungle Gyms? I am a produce buyer uh, myself, and I work with AJ, and uh, we complete the whole produce department. I love now. it. That's super cool. Well, thanks for joining us too. And the real prize today, Elvin, tell me, what do you do for us here at Jungle? Well, what I do is, um, I transport the, the local Amish-grown produce here. I, I have a uh, semi, and I go out to the local auctions and um, do the transportation and bring the product here. That's amazing. How long have you been doing that? Um, in the transportation side, only about two, two years. So, um, but I've been known these gentlemen for longer than that. But as far as the transportation side, I've been doing about two years. That's amazing. So, uh, you know, leading up to this, AJ was dropping some fun facts for me. So I didn't realize this, that A, it was, what was it, 50% of Ohio is all, pro can you give me the facts? Well, the number, one, the number one produce agriculture item in Ohio is actually soybeans. Oh, okay. And we were like, do Amish grow soybeans? Like, eh. uh, Some of them do, but that's We've not, never seen that, though. No, not, not as much. Now, they do, but not in the uh, volume. Okay. You know, not, not in the commercial side of it. Sure. They might have some for their own animal use or whatever, but not at the commercial side and is shipping that, it out into, uh, in, maybe, of course, no, not in Ohio. No. Is it because, like, the agriculture side, the commercial side in Ohio is so strong where, like, the Amish can make more use out of tomatoes, peppers? I would say and so. Yes, that's correct. So then that would lead me to that question, which is what are some of the, 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 um, most popular, most commonly grown things that you all tend to grow? Is that, did I ask that poorly? No. <laughs> it's early for all of us today. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is there like a major export that I should be considering as, as far as like what we get from the Amish community? Uh, you mean the product? Yes, sir. In, in general, the, of the produce? Yeah. Um, tomatoes is a real big thing. Okay. In, in a lot of auctions, uh, tomatoes... Tomatoes are a lot like the number one. That's the weight. I, I would say, yeah, that's correct. The weight is that a uh, is that a uh, professional term? Well, I mean, just like you know, if if we need, that's going to be like the drive for for us to send Elvin up to go somewhere. It's like, okay, well, we need you know two or three, four pallets of tomatoes or whatever, depending on the price. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So. And those tomatoes are great too. We used some in a salsa recipe last week. Oh, nice. A few of the heirlooms, a few of the Amish tomatoes. So thank you very much. I'd like to thank you for making it easy for me to make delicious salsa <laughs> on the show. <laughs> uh, another fun fact I heard before, obviously, that you were dropping on me was that I didn't realize this, but we have probably one of the largest Amish communities in the state of Ohio. Is that correct too? Does that feel correct? Uh, yeah. Um, there's a really big community in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and also in uh, Shipshawana, Indiana. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know you about know, Indiana. Out there. And then, 
Yeah, Ohio's really big. Yeah, yeah 60,000 really is what is. I found yesterday. That's amazing. I was like, yeah. wow, I had no idea. And it's it like, you know, it might be the biggest, I'm not sure. You know, it's crazy too because, like, we, we, you know, living in Ohio, we all see so many people from the Amish community. We see them driving, we see them in stores and uh, where, or wherever, but, you know, they're such like an enigma. Like, we don't know that much about them. That's why I thought it was a really interesting opportunity to have you down here kind of as a, a hybrid, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're kind of like our go between our. Oh, that's Give okay. us all Very the information good. we can. Let's soak it up. It's great to be here. But anyway, so in the Amish community, you know, so so if I may say, I'm not sure, but do you guys live within the city limits or whatever, you know? So the Amish communities wouldn't be close to like Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, whatever, you know, outskirts. So if people don't travel, maybe. So I live two hours from here, you know, in Amish community. So mm-hmm. if you don't like leave the city for like hour or two outskirts of it, you know, they, they don't tend to go close to the cities because more traffic for, you know, their horse and buggy, especially the Amish drive horse and buggies, you know, right. for that type. So they would stay away from the cities more often. So maybe you wouldn't see as much of the Amish as you do as if you, okay, like you and Mark go to that auction, then all of a sudden you come into the Amish community and you see all these Amish. You know, if you come here, you don't see the Amish on the road. Right. You might see them in the stores, but right. they hire a driver to come here to do the shopping. Yeah, gotcha. That makes a ton of sense. So another question. Um, have you, do, do the Amish people, do, do they like to play volleyball? The youth, yes, they play volleyball. They, they do play volleyball. Yes. So I've always wondered that. Yes. That is true. They do. Now they wouldn't have competitive, uh, they wouldn't go out and do competitive um, tournaments or whatever, but amongst the youth on a weekend, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, whatever, they would get together and they would, there might be 50, 60 youth, you know, they'd, team up and have three or four volleyball wow. nets up, whatever, and they they kind of pick pick and choose, or maybe they all stand in a line, you know, one, two, one, two, or what, if they have four teams, sure. they might go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, then all the ones go here, all the twos go there, all the threes go there, and then they, they play amongst themselves. Do they use a regular volleyball? Like, yes. Do they? They do. So we should, like, give some – we should – Give some volleyballs to him to bring back to his <laughs> community. I'm into that. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry because I giggled when you went to ask the question, but I was like, is that something that I missed in my research? Or is this a little AJ knowledge? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've heard that. that either. I've yeah, heard that well, in past. I know that. There is a lot of different um, rules in the different sects, whatever. They're all the sure. same. They're Amish, but they have different rules in different communities. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, I'm not sure if the ones that where we go to a county line or where we get the product, I'm not sure if they would play volleyball. So there's different areas of different. Now, on a competitive level, how good are we talking? Are these, are these guys like, this is, this is the, they own this, right? This is, this no, is I what love they this. play. I, I are they pretty good? They, I would say some of them would be very, very competitive. They'd wipe the floor with us. Um, well. They get like a jungle gyms team going up. <laughs> there, there, you, there you go. I'd love to see that. I would too, actually. As much as I'd like to take a dive in the sand. <laughs> I think that they, someone would be very, very competitive. Seriously. I love that though. Oh, well, I think we're having our photos taken. Uh, this, is the, this is always my favorite part of the show is when yeah. they're just random strangers watching us do it in the air. Well, I'll wave to them. I don't know who she is. But always something. Okay. Try eating lunch in here. It's very weird. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's like, oh, he's having a sandwich again. That's weird. I'm there like, you yeah, go. That's my lunch break, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not every day gets to be something exotic. So 
You're the uh, man, you know, you got open windows all the way. People can see you. It's kind of wild. I had to put up a, the whiteboard just so I could occasionally get some work done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bunch of fake facts on there about uh, the jung- secret Jungle Jim's jelly tunnel that we're working yeah. on. Yeah. Um, he I guess actually told secret. me all that about the, he told me all the details about that before we turned the microphone on. I was very, yeah. I was shocked. It's probably one of the best clandestine projects wow. we've worked on. I cannot wait. <laughs> that and the Hyperloop to Eastgate. Um, <laughs> that's where the monorail goes. People don't know. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Evan, are you still technically part of the community? Is that a, is that a question I'm okay to ask? By the way, oh, absolutely. Okay, well, cool. Okay, so backing up a little bit. So, um, I was raised in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Okay, and then we moved to Ohio in uh, uh, 2007. Okay, so then we were there in uh, Bainbridge, Ohio, to about four years ago. So that's about in 18, we moved to Jackson, Ohio, and that is where we kind of changed up of what we were doing. So in, in Bainbridge, Ohio, we were driving the horse and buggy. That was our transportation. Right. Still following the same God we're following now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we were not satisfied with what things were going on, so we moved out of the community, and the transportation was we get a car. Okay, that's our transportation. Yeah. Not that, uh, you know, like I said, only one God, that's who we follow. So we moved to Jackson, and that's when I got the different transportation. But yes, I'm a Mennonite. Okay. I was a Mennonite before we moved to Jackson, Ohio. There's different types of levels of Mennonites. Mennonites drive horse and buggy. Amish drive horse and buggy. Mennonites drive cars. Old order setting. The old order setting is they drive horse and buggy. So that can be a big discussion, but anyways, that's the simple of it. And yeah. I think that's actually kind of fascinating to me that there are so many different facets of the, you know what I mean, the organization at that, at the end of the day, you are still following the ultimate same religion. And Amen. Yeah, I, I, that's really interesting to me too. That is, that is true. And I like that you're able to adjust to some of the modern trappings of, of society while still following. I, it, to me, it's there beautiful. I love that kind of stuff. I find it very fascinating. And we could do a whole episode on that at some point. So maybe if that's ever something you'd like to explore <laughs> with me, I would gladly do that. But I wanted to keep it somewhat yeah. food focused in the meantime too. Sure. So and maybe this is the question I should ask though in this regard is that, is it, how should I say this? Is there any, I don't know, maybe weirdness? Bring it straight up. Yeah, and I'm just trying to think. I was like, are people cool with you showing up with the semi-truck? That's really where I'm going with that. Like, um, or is that kind no, of a- No, not, not where I come from. Okay. Where I was, not in Bainbridge. Okay. But, you know, other places, it's, yeah. When, when you leave a community like that, uh, most of them, uh, they, they, they shun you. You can't do any business with them, but that's okay. You know, then you just um, reach out. You broaden the horizon, widen the horizon. You Absolutely. Know, and and it's, it's great. It, we've, we've been blessed. We love where we're at. It's been great. You know, people like here, I've dealt with these people. I'm still driving horns and buggy. I'm still dealing with them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You deal with the people that you love and keep on going. How long have you been working with us at Jungle Gyms? Um, so it's probably been, um, I would say 12 to 12, 10 to 12 years. Well, long partner. Yep. That's right. It's crazy how so long everybody sticks I was, around uh, here. I love that. I yep. was gone for a few years, but then came back in again. When I left B- Bainbridge there, so then I kind of got out of the produce thing because of 
losing connection and and didn't have the means of transportation of this produce like I do now. Right. I was about a year of it. I was out of it. And that's when I kind of, well, we could get into that conversation a little bit later, how we got into county line or whatever. And then I could, I could kind of get on that. Sure. That level a little bit later. So that's a little bit how it worked. Yeah. You know, like what, um, what Elvin can bring for us, for our simple two stores, right? I say right. simple, like I, I joke with everybody that they're like two small IGAs, but <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, what, what he can bring to us is really kind of incredible. We're talking about farm to table, I mean, really farm to table, because the stuff that Elvin is gonna bring down to us, say it's gonna be picked on Tuesday. He's, he's gonna be up there ready to drive it down Wednesday night. We're, it's gonna be on our shelf on Thursday morning. Right. So like, mm -hmm. this is something that, because we only have two stores, um, where we can really excel. Um, we don't have a warehouse where it has to go ship to a warehouse and sit sure, for a week exactly. and, then, and then send out to 137 Fresh. stores. This yeah. is, the peak of the season for Ohio Amish produce. I mean, we are, our department is loaded to the brim back there right now, September. We're just started an Ohio proud ad starting today. I don't know when this is going to air, but, um, but you know, this is, this is the time for this. So this is something that Elvin just excels at. I mean, he knows our needs. He knows what we're looking for. And uh, you know, it's really been a, just a great relationship we've had for, for a long time. I love that. And I think that's a really cool thing. I remember when I first started, you all had done one of the like behind the scenes of you going to the auction in the first place. And that it was a very similar story where it was like, yeah, within 24 hours, we had stuff Which is on crazy. shelves. It's insane. And I don't think people recognize that. And I'm hoping that we, you know, are kind of educating consumers in general with that sort of thing in that. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this with regards to produce, with seafood, with so many things that you just don't realize when you're in a big box retailer. Yeah, you, don't you, know? Get, you don't get that at the big box stores. Yeah, like it's going to sit, you know, I joke all the yeah. time. It's like everything gets stepped on along the way a little <laughs> bit. But it's crazy to think that like, yeah, that, you know, in a world where we are becoming conscientious consumers that we can get stuff here that you would, yeah, I mean, it would be another week if you wanted to go mm -hmm. to one of sure. our comp competitors. So thank you, Elvin. And yeah, thank you guys too for doing stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy to think about. And I hate to get on my soapbox for a second I, as I go to look at the camera that's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, no, but like, you know, I, I think about this all the time where it's just like, this is one of those one of a kind experiences. And I didn't realize how little I, or how much I didn't know until I started working here. Mm -hmm. And now I'm hyper aware of how bad some of the food I've been eating was. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't want to sound disparaging because again, it's like a volume thing, right? It's hard for these huge retailers to be able to go to that level of specificity, right? Like you guys are experts, but you know, an, a competing store couldn't hire that level of talent at every at sure. 10,000 stores. For example, know? I was at a competitor store last week and they mm -hmm. had cut watermelon from Mexico last week yeah I mean, we're talking you know right around labor day uh, where local watermelon is in and yeah. you know they have watermelon from mexico it's just it's just crazy the disconnect but some people just don't care but right. some people do care i think right. you know what i think it really is more than anything because i feel like i was one of those people who cared but i didn't know how to care if that makes okay. sense yeah. do you know what i mean sure. like because i until i got here i didn't really pay that much attention to it. It was like, oh, this watermelon's from Mexico. I was just literally like, oh, this watermelon's been cut for me. Awesome. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are that way. And I think it's really a testament. I mean, even the stuff that we pre-cut in store, it is so much better. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's in season, so. Right, exactly. And it's Lean fresh. It. Yeah. Now, how long do you think that was on a truck or ship or plane or where Mexico? Okay. Sure. Right. You know. And where else chain. did it stop along the way? You know, it's right. like, oh, 
I keep thinking back to uh, what was that quote in one of our previous produce ones? It's like <laughs> uh, trying to fly as an import plum. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Andy Fruit guys, <laughs> yeah, Nick. But it's, it's it's really beautiful, and I, you know, I, mean, I know this ends up sounding a little bit like an ad for us, but go get a piece of fruit from a competitor <laughs> and then go get the same thing from us and tell me which one's better. Sure. Yeah. Podcast at junglegyms.com. I'm serious. <laughs> I will win this bet. <laughs> you know, the only other thing, yeah, what I really wanted to touch on too is um, if anybody has been to the Fairfield location right now, and we're, we're sending stuff over to the Eastgate location as well, but our fall harvest selection that we are getting right now from this auction that we're going through you're hauling all this stuff for us we have got yes. the weirdest pumpkins out there that you've ever seen in your life were those oh, like yeah. those fireball pumpkins is that <laughs> yeah. one of the ones that i saw is that that's i've never seen fireballs grizzlies uh blaze i've never knobby pie pumpkins uh, i mean like there's, there's a uh, dark water or dark watermelon a dark green pumpkin out there it's yeah. called dark night yellow it pumpkins is, orange pumpkins yeah. tan pumpkins lemonade pumpkins there's so yellow that it's crazy. That's wild. Is there, are there different uses for those or mostly aesthetic? Just aesthetic and you know, yeah. decorating. But yeah. you can't find this stuff anywhere else. I mean, when we went first went up to County Line, we were just blown away by the selection, the uh, weirdness of it all. And we we're just like, oh my God, we have to have all of this in our stores. Like we want all, mm-hmm. we'll take all of this. So, I mean, we were filling up a whole truckload. I mean, last, last year That's to amazing. bring them down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to come to the Fairfield location to get some of this crazy, unique stuff. And yes. big shout out to Connie out there for making it look beautiful for us every she day. Did a great job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She's li- and we saw her hand lifting chairs over her head earlier. Just a minute ago, She's yeah. very strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, as a pumpkin fan, and I, you know, I did a big pumpkin special last year, and I feel like I got to do a better one this year now that I know more. Um, it was crazy to me to see all those different varieties in here. I mean, again, it was one of those things that I just. You didn't. I didn't know half of it existed. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. can't last, find that. Last at year at this in our fall harvest season, mm-hmm. we probably did the best that we had ever done in the history of jungle gym. Really, it was like with less space because yeah. of the remodel. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to have a podcast booth put out here. <laughs> so suddenly, very uncomfortable. I just wanted to cut into your sales floor. <laughs> I was trying to start strong. I was like, listen, but I'll take the space from you, AJ. But instead, I will always give you a spot at the table. Fantastic. <laughs> so we'll Deal. just keep running ads. Well, okay. So we talked earlier about uh, getting involved back with County Line again. How did that process all come together for you, Elvin? Well, so how that all started was, uh, so like I said, I was I was a manager there at the Bainbridge Produce Auction for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I moved we moved out, so I had no connection with them anymore. Could not have any connection there. So I remember the day I walked back in here and and talked to Mark and AJ and and asked them if I could start bringing produce in there. Well, um, and I can see their point right there that you know, okay, so for me trading produce, I could go to this auction, this auction, whatever. You know, is it fresh? You don't know. Okay, sure. So we kind of didn't really get together on that that year. Okay, so mm-hmm. just kind of let that go. Well, then County Line. Um, it's up in West Salem, Ohio, up above Columbus. So because I was in the produce world and I get to see the manager always in January, there's always a, a show that we go to. Mm-hmm. So they sat down with me one day and they asked if I would like to, if I could bring buyers into their place, people that I would know in the southern end of the county, I mean the state, sorry. So then that, that um, 
next year. That was in the fall or January, or whatever. So that spring, I come out here and we sat down again and asked if you know this big uh, produce auction, they can go online to see the market report to see exactly what's going on, how much product they have, because I knew these guys could use a whole semi load. It's you know worth the time to go there. It's not like you go there, you buy like a pickup load and you drive three hours. It's not profitable, and you guys can move this volume of product. So AJ and Mark were interested in this, and so I got the manager and their assistant manager. We come down, we sat together, and had this little powwow, and and that's kind of where it started. So from there on, um, I started going up there and buying and mark came up there and which is working out really good this year mark is coming up every week oh, cool. for aj because they know exactly what they can buy what they need it's so much they have to relate to me and then i didn't need to relate back to them okay we don't have enough a product of this you know this kind that kind mark is there looking at it knows exactly what he needs and can buy and i do the transportation and just, so that's kind of how it worked and i think it's been working great uh, they have been very happy with Jungle coming up there I and love buying that. this product. That's so and, cool. And they can see where it's coming right off the farm. You know, the Amish bring in there with the horse and buggy and the wagon. They put it on the floor. We go through there. We buy it, put it on the truck. We get late nights, but, hey, it's working. Yeah, I think it's worth it, too. Sure. <laughs> what, Mark, since you've been going a bunch, can you describe what this auction would be like to someone who has never been? Um, it's <laughs> If you've never been to an auction – it's very hard to, because you have got to pay attention. Yeah. I mean, you, you're either going to pay entirely too much for something that you want, <laughs> or you're not, you're not going to get it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing process if you haven't been to an auction before. Yeah. They start and it is off to the races. <laughs> and we're not the biggest people up there. Oh, no. I mean, there's bigger players in the game that are, you know, filling up more than starting to get hit. You're, um, you're one of the top though. We're one of the top. They really are. Sure. But this is how it works. So you come in there. So, okay. So they might have, they have rows of product. They, mm-hmm. they might, they have pallets of product, tomatoes, peppers, zucchini, yellow squash, cucumber, whatever. So they come along there. They might have like, you can take up to five pallets of tomatoes. So excuse me. Um, yeah. Tomatoes or, or cucumbers, I was going to say. So you, you, they walk up to it. Okay, so what they do is everybody goes with a lot number. Everybody has a number. Mark has a number, a buying number, a selling number. We don't go by people's names. We go by numbers. Okay. Okay, so they walk up to this pallet, and they say they got 40 cases of cucumbers on lot number 106 or whatever, and the auctioneer is going to go, okay, so I'm going to get $5, $5, $6, $7, $8, $9, $10, $10, $11, and Mark is going to bid a $10, and he's going to get sold, 3308. That is Jungle's number up there, and Mark has the option to take one pallet up to five pallets, and whatever he takes goes on his number and goes on the truck, and the remaining goes on to the next customer or the bidder, and they keep on going, and that's how it goes all day long. Oh, cool. And you got to pay attention because, you know, as, as fast as it goes, you know, seven, eight, nine, you might thought you bought, you bid $8, but all of a sudden it was $9 because somebody else jumped in there. You know, you got to pay attention mm-hmm. that you're not paying more than what you're wanting to pay. Oh, so, interesting. if that makes sense. The length, the length of the building is probably a football field and a half in length. Oh, really? And it is just lined completely with produce. And they have another section off to the side that is, as of right now, is just pumpkins and hay bales and assorted falls yeah stuff yeah gourds and what have you right it's 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 a large place 
Very large. It's amazing. What I want, and I hope you don't take offense to this, Elvin. Oh, but what, what I think is one of the coolest things about going up there is seeing the uh, like the Amish families that are just so proud standing next to their their product that they grew because they grew it, they packed it, they yeah. they put it right there, and they're they're standing next to it because they're so proud of it. And it's just, it's really interesting concept. Yeah. Like these people grew this stuff. That's true. And they they want to see who bought it. They want to see yeah. where it goes. I love that. And uh, and they're very excited to see these these guys coming up there bidding bidding on this stuff and bringing okay, they're hoping maybe to get $10 for their cucumbers and all of a sudden they get 13. That's money in their pocket. They need right. to feed the family. They're excited to get mm-hmm. this money. Yeah. When I when I get up there sometimes they'll They'll come and chase me down. Come, yeah. come, here, come, 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 yeah. come look at my stuff. Come look at these heirlooms. You have to yep. come look at this. I love that. Maybe this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, since I, I like to be the idiot in the room. What makes Amish produce so good? I, you know, I mean, we can all taste it and be like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? This <laughs> well, is amazing. Very, very little pesticides, very little chemicals. Um, and uh, just... You know, when product is sitting in a cooler for weeks on end at a time before it hits the shelf, it's losing uh, not only nutrition, but it's also losing flavor. So, I mean, that's one of the, the reasons why most of the stuff from the Amish is going to just have that burst of flavor that you're not going to get. Now, it's not true that the Amish don't use no chemicals, correct, Alvin? No, they use chemicals. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um no, go ahead. But very, very, very little, very minimal. Yeah, so. especially compared to like an industrial grow, I sure. assume. Yeah. yeah. And then there is a growing organic um, community up there as well. I mean, you know, I think that this year is even more than what was last year as far as the organic growers that are, you know, doubling down on the organic side and bring in yeah, certified organic. Quite a bit more organic produce at the auction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year than I, there was last year, so. That, that definitely is growing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and and maybe this is a dumb one for the audience, but we should ask anyway. But when you grow something organic versus non-organic, what what is really the the bottom line there? Like, what's the difference? Like, we're doing an organic grow. Is that a question I can ask? It's AJ <laughs> gave me that look. Thank God the cameras <laughs> it's, aren't it's, on. Uh, I can cut this out. Go, Mark. <laughs> it is pretty much strictly using all natural. Yes. If we have any like natural pesticides that we can use, mm-hmm. it nothing nothing can, pertains to chemicals okay. whatsoever. Nothing, and uh, it also has to be uh, a natural product, not uh, genetically modified. Sure. Cannot be genetically modified whatsoever. But the process of getting certified organic is, um, is I don't. This is going to be like in the weeds of like politics and agriculture sure, yes. and stuff. But it, that is, it's it's just a kind of a joke. I mean, you can basically eat some. Um, hydroponically grown, clean lettuce that's going to be way better for you than organic lettuce. Uh, you know, and you might get a lot of reaction over that because some people. I love really, it though. I'm here for the controversy. That's kind really, of why I asked. <laughs> yeah, some people really take that to heart. But. Interesting. Huh. Cool. Well, this is the, that's the secret but backup for this episode. I think there's a lot of grown naturally. You know, yeah. No, no, no help of. Now, I will say that there's a lot of shoppers that only solely will buy organic produce mm-hmm. but as soon as they know that the amish season is here and that we have amish stuff they will totally buy the amish tomatoes the amish yellow squash the amish watermelons sure because they know that it's a little bit cleaner it's a little bit healthier for them it's yeah it's not you know grown in mexico with everything on it shipped you know right over here so there's definitely crossover with that market love it we definitely love supporting the amish community i mean 
it it definitely helps them out for sure. And, uh, you know, we're all for it. I mean, as one of the eaters of the produce, I'm here for it too. Everything tastes a lot better now that I'm up here. I mean, no joke. And I, uh, they tell me to be honest on here, so I always try to be honest with that stuff. But for real, I mean, it is amazing the quality difference. So thanks everybody for being a big part of that. One of the yeah. weird thing, one of the nice things about County Line too, is there's a lot of auctions that are closer to us, right? But they don't have the selection. They don't have right. the uh, the quality of County Line. Um, and we do buy from a lot of those closer auctions. I mean, sure. logistically, it just makes sense for us to buy uh, from an auction that's, you know, 45 minutes away instead of, you know, three hours mm -hmm. and 45 minutes away. I believe there's 73 different families uh, over spread over three counties. Wow. County Line, yeah. To go to this, uh, this so auction. It makes sense that there's such scale, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have yeah. you all, this is maybe this is a silly question. I'm saying that before every question I ask, uh, just to cover myself. Is Do you, either of you, Mark and AJ, do you, either of you have a favorite type of product that you often get there more often than anything else? Ooh. I know we talked a little bit about the tomatoes. I, so I thought that might fall in there, but. I mean, well, I mean, Mark likes to buy tomatoes and peppers and everything by the pallet. But for me, the fun stuff when I go up there is like the odds and ends stuff that they have. Like, yeah. I got into a bidding war with the guy from Heinen's, I think it was, uh, over purple um, kohlrabi. kohlrabi. Oh, yeah. And it was fun. like, we've never, I've never seen this before. Yeah. It was only like, you know, a half peck you know, eight pounds. And I was, I think we went up to like $45 for this because I, I wanted it and it, it, I lost it. I didn't get it. Yeah. But like they have, you know, purple hall beans, wax beans. They've got Concord grapes. They've got different varieties of Concord grapes. They've got so many unique stuff up there. That's not by the palate per se, but like we just, you know, love to have all that sure. selection and variety in our stores. Yeah, and, and a little exclusivity is always cool too. Sure, like, nobody hey, else got has a little this. bit of this. You've never tried it. Come in here. I mean, and I think that's kind of why our customers come to Jungle Gyms sure. in the first place. To be sure. honest with you, try little fun things like that. Oh, see now, I've been wanting to check out one of these auctions since I found out that we went to them, and I was like, I will be very quiet. And I will dress <laughs> very conservatively. I was like, I'm full I respect for what you do. Won't believe that when I see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few. I think the diet I'm on right. Right now is wearing black. Uh, so <laughs> so I'll I'll be can, I can give you some clothes. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I would love to. I, it's just, but, it sounds like such an interesting experience anyway, especially for, you know, and I'm here trying to be the, the gateway for people to try new things sure. and learn about new things and explore new cultures. And this is a culture that's really close to ours, physically speaking. You know, I mean, there's a lot of this community. It's funny you mentioned Lancaster County. I, I actually spent some time there myself oh, uh, years back. And uh, that was kind of my first real experience exposure to the community. So it's fun to me that, A, we get to do business with you all and get to see this side of the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's what the show's all about, right? Breaking the food chain one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> well, and coming back a little bit on this, um, what they really, they really, that community there really appreciates having new buyers coming in like Jungles here mm -hmm. and, and supporting their auctions, supporting their uh, families. Yeah. That community there, they do not um, go and have jobs like in the uh, outside their community most mm -hmm. of it is all in their community it's just kind of their belief whatever sure they work on the farm so what they do is they do produce some of these auctions you know um it's probably the biggest auction in ohio oh, wow. county line I believe, is i believe it is okay so because their community is focused on farming okay having the families at home working together some of these other communities are more they're carpenters, they're, you know, they go out and work in shops or whatever. They don't do that. 
it's kind of their belief that they, they stayed home on the farm. Yeah. And then they reach out to do more of those uh, little uh, different kinds of produce, like the big selection, like AJ was saying. You find more selection there than any other auction that I, that I know of. Okay, so they just, like, you know, we talked earlier about, they, they, they stand there, they're watching their product sell, they love this, you know, they get extra money in their pocket, you know, to feed the family. Yeah. And, and also that's a little different, um, touching on the different, why Amish produce is a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now we don't want to, we, we don't want to lift them above anybody else. But some, t- some people take more pride in their products, selling their products. So what exactly. they do is they hand pick, you know, not this commercially pick some, you know, you can get, no, not tomato, I don't believe, but you can get corn pickers, you can get all this for sweet corn, all that, you know, it'll go through the field, you get a big ear, you get a small ear, whatever, sure. you know, these, these people go out into their fields, they pick what is ripe, it's not overripe, it's just, and then they take it into the farm and they they pack it in different sizes, especially tomatoes. You get a bigger tomato, smaller tomato. They're all the same in a box. You, you, you buy sometimes this on commercial market, whatever, there's a, a big one and a small one all in one box because they don't want to take this extra time because they're paying, paying these people, you know, right. money. And well, the, these Amish farms, they don't care because they're, they're the family. They're all in it together, right? if, if I'm making sense. Yeah. I, I would say that's maybe what, what stands out a little bit more. Picked with pride. Yeah. Well, in a, in a, in now that you're saying that too, that's kind of honestly, I feel like, again, what is so great about what AJ and Mark have done here too. It's the same kind of mentality sure. where exactly. maybe it's not as family focused in the same regard, but it is that level of, uh, you know, and what I'm hearing from you is that there's a level of expertise that comes to this because you yes. are, you're dedicating your life to this and you're dedicating your life to your family and all of this stuff. So you can get that higher quality. And then in the same regards, I feel like you guys are doing the same thing where you're like, hey, we are true experts of our craft and we're going to go here and we're going to make sure that you get the good, like the truly good stuff rather than things that maybe just feel like, feels exactly. like, you know, and that, see that, that, that's, that's a, the next step. They can buy quality there and sell quality and get quality buyers in. I love that. And yeah. they put it out on the shelf. I see AJ and, and Mark putting it out on the shelf with their hands. They know exactly what's going out there. Yeah. They take the bad one out. You send a bunch of workers out there, put tomatoes out on the shelf. They might be here just for the day. They just put anything out there. Sure. You keep quality out there on your shelves, it's going to bring quality buyers in. That makes perfect sense too. Well, and it's funny because I am always bugging you guys now whenever I go to buy something. And usually AJ more just as I don't know Mark quite as well, but I'm usually just like, hey man, uh, how do I pick this <laughs> properly? And it's, uh, it's funny, but like, it's nice to know that we've got this whole direct line from all the way from the grower to the person that's selling it to you in the store that knows exactly what makes it a quality product. I find that fascinating. Yeah, and one of the other interesting things about this whole process is, you know, Mark's not only going to buy that tomato, but he's also going to stock that tomato. Yeah. yeah. So it's taking See, that's what pride sense. from the picker yes. to the sales floor. Yeah, You know. exactly. So I love it. What a cool place we work in. It's so weird. It's pretty cool. It is. Definitely cool. It's Who, definitely a strange, interesting place at all times. <laughs> Who designed this place? Yeah, right. Crazy it's like guy. some kind of jungly type. <laughs> and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, we're glad to have you be a part of it. This is so cool too, Elvin. Um, well, as a little break here. I mean, we've gone just over 30, um, which I mean, we can keep going. Do you have any other questions that you wanted to bring up? Or do you, anything that you think I didn't hit well? Um, I mean, I had some other like agriculture stuff from Ohio, but not really related to the Amish stuff. I've, but no. Is there anything you want to drop in there from that? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think we're good. 
The volleyball was my biggest question. Yeah, the volleyball thing still, I'm still stuck on volleyball. I was like, is that like- Well, my uncle um, is from Ross, Ohio. There's like a small Mennonite community and they play volleyball. Oh, okay. Um, Like in between like the border of like Ohio and Indiana. Yeah. And um, I always heard that and I was just like, I'm gonna ask him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so cool. Obviously, AJ, Mark, thank you so much for coming on here and setting this up for me. I'd like to do this again. We'll just do, I think this should be like a full focused episode. (laughs) Truly, no, I mean, I think this is really cool. And Elvin, of course, like I am so thankful that you took time to do this. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I would love to, if you'd ever be interested again, coming back sometime, I'd love to dive a little deeper into the culture. If you'd be interested in telling us about it. Totally fine. Cool, that's really awesome. Thank you so much. Elvin, thank you so much. Yeah, everything you do for us. Yeah, appreciate Welcome. all the picking. Yeah, we well, couldn't do this without great you. Time. Thank you all so much for coming out. I hope everybody that was listening learned a ton. I know I did. It was really fun. I am still surprised that volleyball is such an important portion of the discussion, but I hope you laughed as much as I did both now and in the interview. Well, as always, is the end of the show. Your favorite part may be when I go away. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for watching the show on YouTube and giving us support there. We really appreciate it. Of course, as always, if there's something that you want to know more about at Jungle Gyms or you want to see on the show, shoot me an email, podcast at junglegyms.com. I got some fun stuff coming up. I'm bringing some of our uh, former child guests on the show to come do some Halloween candy reviews soon. I'm really looking forward to that. And I would love to get some of you out there to come in and try the one chip challenge with me. I think that could be a lot of fun, too. All right, everyone. In the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.